you just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today, we are covering Season 3, Episode 3, The Movement, which we kind of discussed a little bit uh, last week. Yeah, we got to peek behind the old curtain, chat with Austin Bowers, and learn a little bit more about the episode, which there are a few things that I was really surprised about um, that I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited to unpack everything that we learned. Ooh, nice moving pun. <laughs> I do my best over here. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Negative. <laughs> Negative dollars. <laughs> we actually spend money to put this on. <laughs> but yeah, we are covering the movement today. We're really moving through season three. I... I'm excited to have like more to say about it because I think we got a lot of insight from Austin. We didn't really get to talk too much about like what actually went down on the episode, more just about his experience, which I think was like really interesting and very cool. Yeah, Austin is like such a nice human. Like he's just so lovely and sweet and he's just so easy to talk to. And I feel like we got really lucky because he's very relatable. So we were able to ask some fun questions. So if you weren't able to check out that episode, we'll touch base a little bit on it today and mention a few things that he had talked about as far as creating the movement and how the show might have portrayed some parts of the book. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Yes. So let's get into it. This episode opens up and Nathan's telling us all about City of Angels, which is an up-and-coming moving company in the LA area, owned by David Sisuian. Um, and basically, they've been having a tough time with rising costs of labor. So Nathan comes to him with a great idea for how to, to decrease that cost, let's say. Yeah, so he rationally thinks, okay... We need to find a way to get free workers. And how are we going to get people to move boxes and help people move furniture for free? So they decide to start a new fitness craze in America. It is called The Movement. And they needed a spokesperson to be the spearhead of this. And they found a professional bodybuilder named Jack Garbarino. And what they want to do is have Jack tell everyone that he lost a hundred pounds just moving furniture and he's never stepped foot in a gym in his life. And this will hopefully inspire people to want to go and do a workout that is moving furniture from point A to point B. When in reality, this is them getting free workers uh, to move furniture that they would have otherwise had to pay people to move. Yeah. So Nathan's whole idea is he's like, listen, people spend like $700 a year to go to the gym and all of your movers are in great shape. Why don't we just get people to be the movers so that they'll also get into great shape? I do want to ch chat about one thing, which is before we get Jack Garbarino, Nathan steps in to attempt to maybe be that charismatic fitness figure. And we see him taking some 
shirtless photos, uh, lifting boxes and doing various exercises. I had a thought and I'd like to hear your opinion on it. I kind of wish they had found like a jacked Nathan lookalike and Nathan could have been the before, you know? Yeah, I mean, that would have been very funny. Um, We'll have to keep an eye out or we'll have to go back and look at uh, the previous uh, episode with Brian Wolf where they had all those Nathan lookalikes. Are there any jacked Nathans in the group? Yeah, it would have been very good. It would have been like really bring it all together. But I do think that it is a more compelling argument or like title to say lost 100 pounds rather than was skinny and gained muscle. Sure. I think like the weight loss component is really what gets people. Yes. So Nathan finds Jack Arborino, who is a professional bodybuilder, and he says that he's, you know, very charismatic and he seems to have a good body. Um, And I don't know. I don't find Jack very charismatic in the interview. I thought he was, you know, pretty good at, at explaining what he could offer. I thought I thought it was a fine interview. I also think he's someone that really could have gotten fit from, you know, moving boxes. It's He's very fit, yes, but he's not like movie star good looking, clearly photoshopped, like all the photos are real. I thought the person that they found for him as like the before photo actually kind of matched up quite well. You couldn't really tell with the glasses on and everything. So I thought that he was a good choice. In his interviews later, you know, uh, we can talk about how he could maybe prepared a little bit better. But the people interviewing him really didn't grill him very much. So I think he got away with it. Yeah, totally. And so Nathan signs Jack on and he prepares a really long contract for him. And so he says one thing that I would like to talk through a little bit, which is I I have the line written down. Yeah. In the event of your death, we have the rights to your name and likeness, which Jack agrees to. And then he says DNA as well. And then he says, are you okay with, are you comfortable with that? (laughs) Yeah. So would you sign this? No, never. What are you going to do with my DNA? I have famously sent in a 23andMe DNA swab. But now I'm like rethinking this because this sounds sketchy as hell. Like, are they going to clone Jack? I mean, if the contract paid well, (laughs) offhand, I think I'd sign it. Like, I'm dead. Uh, You can have the rights to my name. There are other Megan Biancas in the world. It's fine. You could get, you could, anyone could change their name to that anyway. My likeness. There are people that kind of look like me in the world. That's fine. (laughs) Famous people even. (laughs) Only one. And (laughs) DNA, you know, there are sneaky ways you could acquire that. Like if you really wanted, like it's fine. Like I'm not going to be alive to, to be upset about it anyway. And quite frankly, my DNA is not worth scrounging for. (laughs) And I think Like, no one's going to go through and clone a person. And if they do, like, that's kind of cool. I guess. I don't know. What if they clone someone and it commits a bunch of crimes? I'm just, I don't know. But you're nervous. I guess it depends what you think happens after death. Yeah. Um, You know, I think I probably wouldn't notice this new cloned (laughs) version of me running around unless I'm, like, a spooky ghost being like, no. A sexy ghost, you mean. (laughs) 
Um, I think that depends on how, I guess in this situation, I am a spokesperson found at a fitness convention. So, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually been to a fitness convention before. So, yeah, CanFit Pro in Toronto. Yeah. I used to work at a gym, and so I got to go to this conference. All of the trainers at the gym got to go get certified there, and it was very fun. I bought, actually, one of Connor's uh, gripes, small gripe, with that trip is that they had a BOSU ball, which are normally quite expensive. Yeah. But, like, the show one was, like, 100 bucks or something like that. And so I, I bought it, and I think that they're normally quite expensive, Um but it's like hot pink and like (laughs) (laughs) everything in our gym is black. And then there's like this hot pink Bosu ball. And And he's like bothered by that. Well, I think he's just, I don't think he cares that much. I think he's just like another color would have been nice, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I make him out to be the super angry person. He's so bothered by the color. (laughs) I don't know why, but I thought you were going somewhere else with this story. And I thought you were going to say you like bought something weird, like some kind of midlife crisis purchase. Because I've been going through one of those recently where like I wanted to buy something that was like definitely a midlife crisis situation. What were you going to buy? Like you... Like, you knew that was the follow-up question. You were expecting this. <laughs> Explain I, yourself. I was, like, thinking the other day, I was like, wow, it would be really fun to learn something fun and new. And, like, maybe as an almost 30-year-old person, I should get a longboard and longboard all over the city. Because wouldn't that oh. be cool? Okay, that's not so bad. I, like, briefly was seeing a guy that longboarded, and he was teaching me. And I was better at it than I thought. I do feel that downtown Toronto is a dangerous place for longboarding. So I would encourage that's you to fair. like pick up this hobby when you move to the suburbs. Like, <laughs> but that's going to be in like five years. Then I'm going to be can... like 35. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a more appropriate time for a midlife crisis, quite frankly. You're 29. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> if I had a longboard, I would. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe yeah. maybe I'll still do it. I know pe- I know people that longboard. It's a perfectly fine hobby. I do too. I do too. I just think as an adult learning, I know how to. I've skateboarded before. I just think as an adult learning how to longboard is like a little embarrassing because like I'm definitely gonna fall and like what if I like break my wrist or something and then I have to tell people like oh I was learning how to longboard as an old person. Oh, not to like really throw Connor under the bus today, but he broke his thumb because he fell out of a tree, like not even that many years ago. (laughs) He was gathering firewood and he was volunteering for this like underprivileged teen like camp to help them get out of the city and go do a fun like trip because maybe that's something that they couldn't normally do in their life. So like very wholesome. They're gathering firewood. And he goes up this tree and, like, is grabbing some branches, which I have some questions about. But anyway. (laughs) There's other ways. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, the thing I said was, I was like, clearly, that's the one spot you wouldn't want to gather gather firewood, right? (laughs) I was like, you would get dead dead branches on the ground. Anyway, he falls out. He breaks his thumb. He doesn't want to mess up the weekend for anyone. So he doesn't tell anyone he broke his thumb. So for, like, two days... He's just like going about as normal, hiding his hand that is so swollen. And then he drives home and he like sent me a photo. And like, as soon as he got home, I was like, we're going to the hospital. Like, what are you thinking? 
Oh my god. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel that deeply as someone who also has gotten injured on trips and been like, everything's fine. We're going to be okay. The only thing I bought recently is juggling balls. Oh, how's that going? You know, I haven't been as been practicing as much as I should. I just always felt like it's something I could be able to do. Like I should be able to do. I just feel like I'm coordinated enough where I should be able to pick that up. And of course, Connor does it immediately and I'm like struggling a bit. So I have to find time to practice that he's, he can't see me practicing. (laughs) I have a solution. Yes. You're not going to like it. Oh, you can one of him. Okay. By longboarding and juggling at the same time. (laughs) I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) If you practice. I'm going to crash. Come down into the city. (laughs) I for sure wouldn't do that in Toronto. Oh my God. Yeah. If anyone wants to, if anyone has any tips or thinks that I should pursue longboarding as an adult, please let me know. Because I, if I get even one positive comment, I'll do it. Well, I think I think you could just do it, or just keep skateboarding. Don't you have, I don't a, skateboard? have a skateboard? No, not anymore. Not to get even further off track, <laughs> but in like grade seven, <laughs> for like your in like science fair invention, I invented a back a uh, backpack that turns into a skateboard and vice versa. So, so when you're at the mall, you can just like throw on your backpack and walk around. You no longer have to carry around your skateboard and look like a hooligan. And let me tell you, this was genius and also flawless because let's be honest, my dad built the whole thing. And he like built the skateboard, had the bag like flipped inside out, attached to it. The skateboard folded in half and flipped into the backpack. Oh my God. Like as an adult thinking back on my science fair projects, (laughs) (laughs) my dad made all of them and they were very good. And there's no way the teachers didn't know that. (laughs) I think my dad let me color the skateboard. Oh, oh my God. I have half of it somewhere. All right, so back to Jack. Nathan's got Jack on board. He signed away his DNA. He signed away everything. His next step is he realizes, like, okay, I need to actually write a workout that's going to be entirely just moving boxes and furniture. And then Jack's going to act as kind of the spokesperson for the movement workout. And essentially, this is going to be able to convince people to then join David Sasuian's moving team. So there's a lot of moving parts with this scheme, which we always love. So we see Nathan hire a lookalike who poses as the before photo for Jack. And Nathan also says, okay, now I need to make Jack a legitimate figure. So he needs to have his own book. And in order to get the job done quickly, he hires our new friend, Austin, to write ghostwrite the movement on Jack's behalf. I mean, first he interviews Austin. First he He finds this Craigslist posting that says he is a ghostwriter and he is willing to help on projects. So do you need a ghostwriter for your upcoming project? I can help with that. Contact me for more details. And on the listing, it says it was only posted five days ago. When Austin explained it, he said that he had found a listing that the show had put up, which I thought yeah. was interesting because I feel like there's no difference in the show putting up an ad versus Austin. So I don't know why they would change such a small detail. 
I assume just for storytelling purposes, they did it that way. Mm-hmm. So Austin absolutely nails the interview. Of course. He is asked the ultimate interview question for a writer of, can you come up with an original sentence? Yes. Do we want to read his sentence? I don't believe we read it during the interview. So if anyone is unfamiliar with the episode, I think this is the time. Um, The candles flickered, the sheets were still, but all the energy in the room surrounded Roman and Kenzie. Kenzie stepped forth and gently touched Roman's arm. He suddenly felt weak in his legs and trembled and fell as if Achilles' heel had been struck by a blade. But all it was was simply a woman's touch. I mean, color me intrigued. A 10 out of 10 sentence. (laughs) My favorite part of that exchange is after Austin says it, Nathan's like, that was a good sentence. And then Austin's like, obviously this book would be more about fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nathan clarifies the the genre. But we did ask Austin if there was any follow-up, you know, if he ever wrote a book or a short story about Roman and Kenzie, and he has not. But we got some good intel that if he had written something, Roman and Kenzie would still be together probably married, obviously super happy. You know, maybe Roman got over the woman's touch thing and was able to sit and have a conversation with Kenzie. One would hope. <laughs> maybe hold hands. But yeah, I feel like Nathan was about to burst out laughing because of how serious he said it. Um, but he does hire Austin, obviously, for the role. And we are lucky enough to see Austin come back in a future episode as a ghostwriter again. But we learned that they gave Austin about a week to write the book called The Movement. Um, That was the history of and the life of Jack Garbarino. And Austin wasn't given a lot of information. And he actually never met Jack. So we learned that he saw a photo which in the book, The Movement, he actually describes like how some of his features came about. Like Austin talks about the tattoos that he has. He talks about shaving his head. So it makes it a little bit more believable. Yeah, and they also did give Austin some parameters to write about. We found out um, they really wanted him to include that Steve Jobs was a childhood friend, which I would now have more questions for the Nathan for you producers. I'm like, that is such a random individual to pick. Yeah, I think um, because he had passed away, it's a little bit harder to go back and and look into because they were friends so young. So that might have been one of the reasons. I think the biggest surprise for me during the interview was the fact that Nathan plays it off like they're very surprised that that was a one of the storylines in the book, and it was a pretty big storyline in the book. And then also the fact that Jack had traveled to work for a charity that dealt with jungle children. So, yeah. you know, those are two things that Nathan had played off thinking like, wow, where'd this come from when, when he opened up the book? But they had specifically asked Austin to include. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear how everything really shook out because I was definitely surprised by that. Though like Austin still took those ideas and ran with them and managed to put together like a semi-coherent story for these two ridiculous plot points that they asked him to put in. So all of the kudos to him for that. Yeah, given 
like a week to write someone's full life story in like 150 pages, I don't think I could pull that off in a way that has any sort of through line or is coherent or makes sense. But I thought the book was pretty fun. You know, it's not flawless. It was written in a week with some pretty random plot points to include, but it was really fun. Um, I believe that all the proceeds go to charity and you can get it on Amazon. Yeah, which is awesome. And also, yeah, like that was probably the biggest surprise to me when we did the interview was like that he really only got a week to write it. That kind of uh, really threw me off. I was like, there's no way they really only gave him a week. Like he must have gotten like a month or something. But like he really only got a week to write this book, which is bananas. Yeah, it made me think that we should have him write our life stories. (laughs) Let's give him like no details and just be like, how did we meet? Why did we start a podcast? Please explain. (laughs) Please figure it out. (laughs) We'll just send him some out of context photos. Yep, that would be good. So we've got the book written and Nathan essentially just takes a bunch of the books and he sends them out to different media outlets. And one of the most popular morning shows, as Nathan puts it, wants to interview Jack about the movement the next day. He's very excited. Everyone's very excited. Jack didn't really know too much about what was going on yet. He apparently had this interview the next morning and now had to read a book about his entire life. (laughs) Yeah, I really wonder if he actually read it. Um, I'm sure that he skimmed it. Um, And I'm sure that by the time other interviews came out, he read it. But something I find kind of funny is like on the cover, it says the movement, how I got this body by never going to the gym in my life. And they really focus throughout the episode that he's like never even stepped foot in the gym. But in the book, he goes to a gym for a year and and he just doesn't get any results. So he gives up and quits because it ends up being $700 a year because they kept giving him all these add-ons that he got, you know, he just kept saying yes to, and he had to step away. And it wasn't until he started working for a moving company that he actually saw results and became very fit. I, I just thought that that was funny that no one in any of the interviews mentioned that because it is such a tagline of like, never even stepped foot into a gym and never so, even looked at a gym yeah would never go into one yeah they had a few funny lines that included gym stands for giving your money away oh yes of <laughs> course which i don't think i agree with i love a good gym i mean you have a wonderful gym in your home well i i did go to the gym before and i've like attended a few different gyms and I mean, it's worth it if you go. It's not worth it if you don't. Um, I think a lot of big box gyms kind of get away with making people sign up for a year because it seems not expensive. And you're like, oh, I'll totally go. And then you don't. Like my brother, for example, signed up for a gym. And I think he went once and then paid for it for a year or something like that. Oh, my God. Wow. They make it kind of hard to like leave too. Yeah. Well, they make you sign a year-long contract, although I guess, I don't know what would happen. You could cancel your card. I'm not sure. I think it depends on the gym. I know, like, when I moved back to Toronto, I, like, didn't want to stay with the big box gym I was at in Waterloo because I was like, well, there isn't one close to my house. And it was, like, very annoying. Like, I had to call all these different people to cancel it. And I was like, please, I actually go to your gym. Like, I just don't live close to one anymore. Just let me cancel. (laughs) 
So Jack goes on the TV show. He goes on the morning news show. And Nathan says it could not have gone better. And then we see kind of a montage of Jack going to a whole bunch of different morning shows all over the California area. And essentially all of them talk about what we discussed, like the fact that Jack has never stepped foot in a gym. He lost all his weight just by moving boxes and furniture. He talks a lot about his Steve Jobs friendship and, of course, um, working with jungle children, as is stated in the book. Yeah, so because of all these interviews, Nathan gets a lot of interest in the movement and David's company um, starts getting all these emails of people signing up for this workout program. So it looks like they have a lot of different quote unquote employees to choose from. But he knows because Jack has been doing all these very public interviews saying that he is only fit from moving furniture. They need this to be a secret, the fact that he goes to the gym. So Nathan rents him out a storage unit, fills it with gym equipment. It's quite small and I think would be quite difficult to work in. Also, Um, it's definitely illegal to do that. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Why? There's like on the storage unit things that you sign there's like so many things you agree to and one of them is definitely like you cannot spend that much time in there you definitely can't work out in there it fully says like you can't live in there there's no way you'd be allowed to work out in a storage unit like they would definitely come yell at you I wonder if Nathan just pretended that Jack wasn't following like their agreement and that he was always going to go work at the gym so that they could bring Brian Wolf in to catch him Yeah, I think he must have been because, like, it also, like, you would never close the door on one of those storage units either. Mm -hmm. That would just be disgusting. Imagine working out in, like, a tiny box with the door closed. We do see Jack do one workout in the gym, though. He does a few, like, bicep curls, and that's, like, it. I think he does some flies, too. (laughs) Okay, so he does a few flies, he stands (laughs) in the gym, and then leaves. So... I think we have our detective hats on and think he probably was never actually told to still work out at the gym, but they act like he did. And when Nathan goes to refill the water that he had left in the storage unit, he realizes that the old water was just left there. So he wonders if Jack has actually been going or if he's been bringing his own water. He checks with the woman at the front desk to see If anyone has visited their storage unit, no one has. So he decides to call on the big guns and reaches out to our old pal, Brian Wolf, PI and male fitness model, who is going to help him discover if Jack has actually been going to the gym or if he's been going to the storage unit. Yeah, and there's a lot to discuss here. I mean, there's really only one thing to discuss here. Well, before we get to that, I just want to tee up that Nathan needs to to point out to us that he has major trust issues stemming from a non-sexual incident that happened when he was a child. I mean, don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, so we all all have trust issues, certainly. And the second big thing that we need to discuss is, of course, yeah, Brian really feels the need to... Talk about the fact that he was also a model who was in some magazines in the 80s. And Nathan's like, all right, fine. Like, tell me what magazine. And Brian tells us, you know, it was Penthouse magazine. Yeah. So I think immediately Nathan's like, okay, well, Penthouse is porn. 
And they get into the logistics of it of, well, what is technically porn? You know, were you on camera with women? Were you naked? Did you have an erect penis? So there was a lot of logistics talk and they, they kind of left the conversation as, you know, maybe it's not. And they go to do a stakeout to see if Jack um, has been sneaking off to the gym. A part I did like was when Brian and Nathan were sitting looking at photos of Jack and Brian was like, of course he goes to the gym. Like he's playing you like a fiddle. Like he's just like really giving it to Nate. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Also, do we need to talk about the fact that it was not Penthouse that Brian posed for? What was the magazine? Playgirl. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, after a quick Reddit search, which we can discuss later, um, one of us has seen the photos. I just clicked on it right now while we were recording, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to make it too obvious. Yeah, well, I mean, just before we figure out the logistics of is it porn, is it not? Um, if you search Brian Wolf photo shoot on Reddit, you know you can go see for yourself. It's quite the visual when Brian had described. You know, it's tasteful. It's discreet. You can't really see anything. I would disagree. I think you can see everything. (laughs) Yeah, there's some peen. I also (laughs) want to discuss one thing because when before I realized it was Playgirl, I did look up Penthouse to see how it's described on Wikipedia. Mm. And nothing of note. It's definitely porn. But one thing that really caught my eye was that January 2011, Penthouse announced the first 3D HD porn channel. 3D? 3D. In your Three home? dimensions and high de- definition. <laughs> 3D <laughs> HD porn. That's too much definition. The feature is 10 years ago in 2011. Wow. There's a lot of dimensions and a lot of definition. I wonder how many dimensions there are now. 4D. <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to know what that's like. I want to know what the fourth dimension is, but I also don't. Isn't it like sensory? Y- yeah, I don't want to know which sense we're talking. Is it smell? Yeah, like a little, <laughs> little mist spray. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I only have one question for you. Oh, is it about the pictures? <laughs> yeah, is it porn? I mean, I think if you if you're naked, pose the way Brian is, it's porn, in my opinion. I'll click on it again just for you. Yeah, this for, is for, for me. me? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean for me? It's for I, you. I mean, I just need to decide <laughs> if it was porn or not. You click it open, it's just a page of peen. <laughs> I'm just going to make it Colin's background on his computer. For oh later. my God, please do. So we do also see that he has a different name. Yes. Corey Wolf. Do we think Corey is better than Brian? And is it probably his middle name? I I kind of, I mean, it's Corey with a K, which kind of makes me less keen on it. What if it was Corey with a K and an I-E? I don't like that. I think I would prefer Corey with an I and no E. Mm. But 
I think it's like not a bad name if you're like, okay, I might want to distance myself. Yeah, I might want to distance myself from these photos. Like you either have to go one of two ways if you take pictures in a sexy magazine. You either need to be full on like, hell yeah, I took these photos or you need to like have a pseudonym so that no one ever finds them. But he was like, I got to keep the wolf. Your last name <laughs> makes it the easiest to find you. But I I would agree. You have to keep the wolf. Yeah, it's a great last name. Especially yeah. if you're going to pose in sexy magazines. Yeah, you, you got to keep the wolf. Now, what first name would have paired best with that? With wolf? Yeah. Can I offer danger? Ooh. Danger wolf. Danger is usually a middle name, but I do like that. Midnight. Midnight wolf. Call me Midnight Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Morning wolf. I don't like morning wolf sounds really bad. (laughs) But in this context. (laughs) I mean, I think Midnight Wolf is better, you know? Okay. Full moon, midnight. I think that's, like, a good vibe. Hunter. He's not very, like, mysterious in these photos. I don't know. I haven't looked at a lot of porn. Um, so maybe this is what all photo shoots look like. But, like, I would like a little more substance in my pornographic imagery. You know, like, I want someone to go, like, full in on, like, a bit. I don't know if that's that's weird. <laughs> it depends. I think it really depends on what the bit is. Like going full on in, I don't know what bit would not be weird. I think if your last name is Wolf, you should be like in a forest. <laughs> you know, like he's in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think wolves like to swim here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm recording on my work computer, so I'm going to pull it open on my phone. Because I've been, I haven't clicked on this for a really long time. Yeah, I've seen a lot of a lot more peen than I thought I was going to tonight. I think you saw the exact amount you expected. There were a lot more pictures than I thought there would be. I thought I was just going to be like so one. Many. There's so like many. a lot. Also, who like this is from <laughs> 1983? Someone scanned these images. Yeah, this is and very <laughs> funny. And put them on the internet. This one is the funniest. Megan is showing me naked Brian Wolf lying on the beach and he has a surfboard in one of the photos, but there's like littler photos in the corner. (laughs) It's just like very like his pose in the sand is like a lot to deal with. He's like, I'm going to describe it to the listeners as best as I can. He has his hands kind of in like a little, like a cobra if you do yoga. Um, but then he's, like, pushing himself up, but, like, his dick is out, and his dick is just grazing the sand. (laughs) I hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode. She's gonna listen. (laughs) Your mom listens to every episode. (laughs) Alright, moving on. Think of her saying, Kellyanne! She's gonna be like, send me those photos. It's been a it's been a long, (laughs) been a long drought. They're not of a ranchman. This is a surfer boy. Yeah, he's not very ranchy. No. Whoa. Ranchy. (laughs) I hope Tommy's listening. (laughs) There's too much to unpack there. We have this friend who is obsessed with ranch dressing. That's enough. That's all you need to unpack. 
But hopefully not in like a sexual way. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm feeling ranchy this evening is not what I want to hear. I'm just imagining Tommy as Austin Powers, but instead of like my Randy, mojo, it's like my ranch. <laughs> so we, we get to essentially Nathan and Brian, they're hunting down Jack and they get to Jack's neighborhood and they just sit and they're kind of staking out his place and they realize that he's not coming out anywhere. And eventually they they see Jack get out of his house. So they follow him and he heads to Crunch Fitness, his gym. But they were incognito about it. You know, they had low brims on. They had glasses on. They were in disguise. They were wearing black. So Jack foolishly didn't realize he was being followed by two men. How could he not realize he was being followed by the famous playgirl model, Corey Wolf? We've rebranded him. (laughs) Midnight Wolf. Midnight Wolf. (laughs) So Nathan decides he needs to talk to Jack about this. So he meets up with him at the storage unit and he says, like, how's the gym been working out? And Jack lies to him and is like, yeah, it's fine. And of course, Nathan's like, I know you're not going to your gym. Yeah, he didn't do a very good job of lying. Like, we know that Nathan knew before the conversation, but I didn't feel like he was very convincing. No, he barely put in any effort to lie. Yeah, he did not care. This gym was trash. He was like, not for me. Nathan was kind enough to come up with a compromise, though. What a lovely compromise. They gave... So Nathan gives Jack a wig and beard combo as a disguise so that he can keep using his gym, Crunch Fitness. But this, like, very fake-looking, like, sleek, straight head hair and beard hair... That just that looks, looks like Hagrid. Yeah. Yeah. He does look a little Hagrid-y. If the hair was longer and a little bit more mangy, but it looks super fake. And they did let him know, you know, I'm going to be watching you. So none of this foolishness anymore. And they did show a shot of them spying on Jack at another point, And he did walk into the gym with his disguise on. Whether he took it off as soon as he went into the gym, I'm not sure. I feel like when you go to the gym every day, like you're going to meet a gym buddy. Someone's going to be like, hey, man, what's going on? Why are you on the news saying you don't go to the gym? Also, like even just seeing someone in like a very obvious fake wig and beard combo, I feel like you'd be like, like, what's up with that guy? Well, I think, I mean, I probably wouldn't say anything because your initial thought is, you know, He's really trying here. He does. He no longer likes his bald look. He's trying to go for a look. But yeah, I mean, I think it'd be kind of gross to work out in and sweat in. Oh, disgusting. Mm-hmm. I've never worn a wig. Um, but I think it would, I guess in this hypothetical, I'm bald. So I don't have a bunch of hair under it. That would make it even sweatier. But it just seems a little uncomfy. Yeah, I've worn them for, like, Halloween costumes and stuff, and it's not great. Like, they're not breathable, especially, I think if you can, if you get, like, a really good wig, that's different. But, yeah, like, the the wig that Jack is wearing is definitely from, like, Dollarama or something. Like, it looks terrible, so there's no way that it's breathable at all. (laughs) He listens to this. His heart is broken. He's been wearing the wig (laughs) ever since. He thought he looked fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah, Jack obviously listens to this podcast. A single tear rolls down his cheek. He looks in the mirror and slowly takes his hair, wig, and beard combo off and throws it on the ground. That was a great sentence. I mean, it could have been better. (laughs) So we kind of then get to the movement participants. So these are going to be the people who've been promised that they're going to do the workout that Jack had used to get in shape. But really, it was an actual moving job with David's company. So Nathan kind of pumps everyone up and he makes Jack do a little inspirational speech. And then they say, you know, now let's get started and let's start moving. Yeah, he really pumps the group up. They have three members who are doing this trial. And we only really speak to one member, Kimberly Eddy. And, you know, she's excited about this. She's helped friends move before, but she didn't think of it as a workout. And this workout is, or this moving job, it takes five hours. So it takes two and a half hours to get the truck loaded up. Similarly, two and a half hours to unload it. And... I guess, is this something you would ever sign up for? I don't really like moving people. I'll help friends because um, I feel like it's fun when you help your friends move and then everyone like hangs out after and you like order some pizzas and drink some beers. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would want to help like random people I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's very intimate to help someone move. So... We see the the workout. It goes pretty flawlessly, I would say. Everyone seems to be having a really good time. Um, They seem to enjoy the workout, even though it took five hours. It seems like it was pretty good. Yeah, I think the main point is that they didn't complain and quit. But the owner who had hired the moving company, he had noticed that they weren't professionals. And... It took a little bit of convincing on Nathan's part to get him to sign the paperwork saying like this has been done. Um, But, you know, he got the signature. He sweet talked his way in. But, you know, we saw a little bit rough handling of some furniture. We saw a TV that got kind of jostled around quite a bit and they were just kind of throwing furniture in. So it's something to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, certainly the TV, I think, is the big thing I would be the most annoyed about. It was quite an old TV. (laughs) Fair. I mean, this was 2015. I feel like TVs have changed a lot in the last six years. Yeah. So after the job is done, Nathan has proved that his idea is successful and he introduces David to Jack and Jack can be his only employee from now on. Every time they need more movers, they can just have Jack go on TV and lie to America about how to get fit through moving and they can get a new batch of people in to be the movers and David can go on and save quite a bit of money doing this. Yeah. I mean, it's great for David. Yeah. I don't think David saw it the way Nathan did. Yeah. He was really not in the episode a lot. He wasn't super enthusiastic about it. He didn't really get involved with writing the book or, you know, going on TV or really participating much in the episode. So that's a little bit too bad. I think they could have incorporated him in some fun ways. I'm not sure if he wasn't game for it or he just didn't believe in the idea as much. But you really get the impression that he did not move forward with this and he just went back to his old ways, even though he could have saved a ton of money. 
Yeah, it's definitely a missed opportunity, but I also understand, you know, like, what do you really do with this? How are you going to keep getting Jack on more TV spots after this? You would need to write, like, another book. Like, I don't know. Well, one, Austin would have to write another book. But um, they had so many people sign up. I think at least for a little while you could save money. And I think the more awkward part is that Jack is like, all right, I'm your employee now. I can do these things for you. And I don't know if they immediately fired Jack or how that worked out. Yeah, it's tough to say because, like, Jack is kind of a hard um, individual to read because, like, I would have assumed he's just, like, an actor and, like, was kind of, like, just going along with this for whatever reason. But then, and we can, like, kind of touch on this a bit, like, post-show, it seems like, you know, maybe he is, one, not an actor, and two, just a little unhinged. He just has a lot of strong opinions. So if you want to check him out, you can go see what he's up to now. He is not on any feature episodes, but I thought that he was great for this role. Yes. His opinions do not align with my opinions. That's for sure. Nor your opinions. I think we can comfortably say, but yeah, I, I kind of figured that he like must be an actor or something, but like, he's clearly not. He's clearly just like a, a guy. And I wonder how much he like got paid for this too. Mm-hmm. And how, I wonder how long this whole, scheme lasted because he went on a bunch of tv shows so it must have been like a few weeks Mm -hmm. i would be interested in the time frame um like interviewing jack would be very interesting i think we get a lot of information just because austin was a part of the show for such a short amount of time like he was kind of wrapped up in a week or two and he also never met jack so we didn't really get to see those behind the scenes yeah for sure Mm mm-hmm so we get a final cutscene of, you know, Nathan and Brian discussing, you know, all, all the things we discussed earlier, but Nathan brings to the table the dictionary definition of porn, and he says it is printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity. And at this point, Brian's backed into a corner. Because, yeah. you know, he, he's already told Nathan what the photos were. Um, and he kind of laughs. And he's, like, such a good sport about it. He's like, oh, that's why my parents were so pissed off at me. And, you know, kind of plays it cool. But I thought it was a really fun way to end the episode. Yeah, and we certainly know that there was a display of sexual organs in the photos. So, by definition, this is pornogra- pornographic material. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And that's kind of the whole episode. Um, we have not too, too many updates. City of Angels moving is still in business. That's great. Yeah. So I believe they're using regular staff. But That's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. I liked the swindle. I liked this play. I, I do too. I think it's funny. I think it would be funny too to like, they could really do a lot on like social media with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, really fun episode. You know, one of one of the ones with the strongest supporting cast that we've seen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Brian kills it every episode. I find him so funny. Um, yeah. 
you know, Jack is a hilarious character. Austin, one of my favorite people in the show of all time. I think, you know, it's a very strong supporting characters. 100%. Just all, all in all, a good scheme, good characters. Um, and successful. Yeah, fairly successful as well. Yeah. My only gripe is that David, the actual business owner, wasn't involved more. I feel like Nathan really likes it when the business owners are involved and kind of expects them to put in their share of the work too and try to play play along. But I really feel like he wasn't a part of the episode. He was there briefly at the beginning, briefly at the end. We didn't really learn much about him. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I I agree. I'd like to hear more from him. And get his perspective as well. It would have been so funny to see him talk about the book or read the book and see what was going out there. And if they had included his business, if they said, you know, I am working for specifically City of Angels moving and this is how I lost the weight and some story about him taking it over and turning it into a fitness movement. I think that would have been funny. And then if David was like, yeah, I can't believe that I saw this employee go through this transformation. It really inspired me to get into fitness. And now we're doing this company together. Like, I feel like they could have been on interviews together and doing, doing a lot more. 100%. There could have, there's just more that could have been done. Are there any other like kind of mundane household tasks that we think we could turn into a movement type scheme? (sighs) Ah. I feel like other than cleaning, like pulling the weeds is hard work. Most housework can be a workout. It just normally, it's not so much of it. Like you're walking around your house, like out in the garden, hot day, pulling weeds. I don't know. Shoveling snow is always an annoying one. Shoveling snow is a toughie. Yeah. Mowing the lawn, I feel like people don't like. My mom always talks about how shoveling the snow is a workout and it's like a fun thing to do. And my stepdad uh, grew up without snow as he's from India. And he does not agree. He was like, you're crazy. (laughs) We need to hire someone. And my mom's like, no, we live in Canada. Like, you know, we're we're snow shovelers because it's a good workout. And you didn't grow up doing it. So you you don't appreciate the hard work of it. And they totally ended up hiring someone. But it was... Oh, my God. Yeah. My biggest gripe with, like, snow is that my car is, like, really crappy and, sorry, not crappy. My car is just, like, a little old and doesn't have the best transmission, so it does not handle snow well, and I had a roommate who had a way nicer car than me, and when we were living together, like, she just never shoveled because, like, why would she? Like, her car could get through the snow fine, but mine, like, could not at all. So I ended up shoveling, like, every day for, like, the four months that we lived together because it was just, like, my car literally couldn't get up the driveway. I really thought the end of this story was that she just drove you around. Oh, that would have been much nicer. (laughs) In her, like, actually good car. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be getting a all-wheel drive car next time, that's for sure. I have one. Haven't had to use it during the winter. I just stayed in my house. That's also a great way to avoid having to shovel. A global pandemic. (laughs) The small bright side is that we did not leave our home. Yes, seriously. Did not have to drive to get anything. I think that's the episode. Make sure you follow us on social media at Nathan for us pod. 
Megan and I are also going camping this coming weekend. So we'll see if there's any content that comes out of that. Um, you can also follow me. I'm at Kelly W on all social media. <laughs> Megan's at Megan Bianco on all social media. I think she didn't want me to say that, but that's fine. I mean, everyone knows it's fine. You can follow <laughs> me. I have fire content. She posts great cat pictures. I only send those to our group chat. I don't have any actual photos of my cats on Instagram, actually. Give the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, I get some really good responses from some friends and some groups I don't hear too much back from. So quite frankly, our group chat, uh, they're lucky they get any cat pics. They get ignored <laughs> too often. And my cats are freaking adorable. I usually respond. Yeah. Sometimes I look and then I forget to actually write anything, but I always look. My cats play in the garden and they're so cute. <laughs> the garden's out of control. I think I mentioned weeding like five times as a house chore and it's only because I desperately need to weed. <laughs> Just like incepted your brain. Yeah. They're like roaming around a jungle out there. I have to like dig through the plants to find them nestled in them. Yeah. Be careful they don't run into... Midnight Wolf. <laughs> oh my God. What? Don't, no. Don't say Sorry. That. that was so um, aggressive. <laughs> please leave us. I don't know if this is a good spot to say this now that I just made that joke. Please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if that is what you use to listen. It really if that's helps what you're people, into. <laughs> yeah. It really helps people find the show. So we would love to hear your feedback. <laughs> this has been. Kelly and Megan on your side.